0: Here we are with a brand new edition of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. And we got some stuff going on here. So a um, lot of geek news. Um, we're going to talk a lot about Spider-Man at the end of the episode. So if you just want to listen to the news, um, tune in now. And then we'll put up the uh, spoiler-heavy review of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay? Get ready. All the spoilers. Um Spoilers. Top of top of the news stack though, unfortunate news. Um Stanley's wife, Joan Lee, uh she passed away. So uh rest in peace, Joan Lee. We're sorry to hear that news.
1: Starting it off starting off sad, Casey
0: sorry about that yeah but i thought it should be acknowledged she helped a lot with stan pushing him to do marvel and stay with marvel specifically so i thought it's worth her contributions to the uh to the marvel universe yeah okay moving on (laughs) uh castlevania premiered this weekend um netflix uh it was only four episodes they're about 23 minutes apiece um but they were met to rave reviews and they already ordered season two uh with eight episodes which is set to premiere next year sometime did you get a chance to you did watch it all right
1: i did we blew through it which is easy to do uh yeah it's excellent uh really kind of with was disappointed, it was only four episodes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, especially like spoiler with uh Alucard showing up and making it even better than I thought it was going to be. Well, uh, you knew he showed up in like season or episode two or whatever. I know, but I was kind of like, I know, but that's what I'm saying. You didn't all know he was going
0: to join the crew,
1: <laughs> right? I was like, oh, cool, they're alluding to this, and then what are they going to do? It like maybe they'll do something later with it, but then all of a sudden he's like prominently like, featured in the show so it's yeah it's, it was very cool uh it was super gory and and very anime so uh i love it i mean it was funny. could you find it did you have to go searching for it um, because it netflix? It wasn't popping up on my netflix i'd actually go search for it i'm like did they bury this like like it was kind of strange, it didn't show up on and I, and I looked through all the menus and everything I'd actually search for it, which was kind huh. of kind of weird
0: no, it like it it showed up for me because that's what made me go, "Oh shit, I totally forgot that this came out today, and then I went on, um you know it's weird though, it depends on where you watch it because like I watch Netflix on I have Apple TV, PlayStation Four, and the Fire Stick, and it's a different menu for all of them. The PlayStation's being the best one, but it's just kind of weird how they have it set up differently on each device. Mm -hmm. So, um, anywho, watch it; it's freaking just fantastic, and it's got two uh two people of the Hobbit. Um, I'm just gonna say Thorin Oakenshield because I can't remember his name off the top of my top of my head. That's those are the only names that matter. (laughs) And then, well, I know Graham McTavish is. Dracula, so um anywho, yeah, it's very good. Um and Warren Ellis wrote it. So <laughs> it's
1: just all star team there.
0: Well uh, we got
1: season two got ordered and we're gonna get, you know, twice as many episodes, which is a good sign that people have been watching it and loving it. So Yeah. I wonder yeah. how long it'll take. I wonder how long it'll take for, uh, next, for next next season. year. Thirty seven. It. It's, it's a long time. It is a long time.
0: I think it's going to be early next year, though. I think it'll be, like, uh, January. Cool. Um, Fast track. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Frank Miller is going to be releasing his Xerxes prequel uh, comic for Dark Horse in 2018. I feel like this has been in development forever. Because weren't they going to do a Xerxes movie at some point for the 300 prequel?
1: Yeah, I was just going to mention that. I mean... <clears throat> all things Mark Miller or Mark Miller, Frank Miller are are alive again. It seems, you know, with uh, him now thinking that we need more and more Dark Knight series. Um, so, a, a revisit to the 300 world, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I
0: guess. Um, you know, I'll, I have to read all of the Dark Knight Three, the Master Race. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, started you're reading you're... them, and then it got confusing, and I and I said, you know what. I'm going to wait until the very end and I'll read them all. So I got them all. I just have to binge them. But, um, and of course it's been mixed reviews. So, you know, Frank Miller, obviously one of the quintessential, you know, contributors to comic book as we know it, but definitely (laughs) lately he's not been on his game. (laughs) So we'll see how this goes. Um, Another news: The Umbrella Academy uh, pilot is getting shopped around to different places, including Netflix. Um, the comics written by uh, My Chemical Romance frontman Gerard Way, um, and I actually really like that comic. It was super weird, but it's it's fun. It's a good comic, and um, I do not know how they'll do this as a TV show, but it, because it's got like a giant. Ape is one of the characters. I mean, like it's that would have to be all CGI, you know. It'd I mean, just be Interesting do. to see it.
1: I mean, they, they took Death Note and made it look pretty uh,
0: <laughs> relative. But Death Note only has one weird character thing that needs to yeah. be CGI, and they didn't go CGI, which I also yeah. Out. Um, that, yeah, that's true. So I'm saying, like, you know, an ape. Literally has to be CGI. They do it good on the Flash, you know. So yeah, and that's and that's broadcast TV. So yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's getting shot around to places, not just Netflix. So who knows where it will end up, or if it will end up anywhere? But it's getting written around right now, and so we'll see. Um, in other comic book news, it looks like Thief of Thieves, uh, the Robert Kirkman um comic is coming in video game form um you're going to be able to play it at San Diego comic-con oh. which is in just a couple of weeks um i think it's going to be like a pc game only but it's getting put out by scout Sky, skybound entertainment well you know what? i can't say pc only it probably will come to consoles too because all of his stuff has been coming all over the place <laughs> i don't know if i like the wordage that i just said but yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean I, I agree with you. I mean it's like when when you watch all these Kickstarters get going and all of a sudden like oh yeah no problem we'll do a console version because people demand it. I mean it's, yeah.
0: yeah, There's but a lot you're, of
1: people getting out there to more people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I've never read that comic. I looked
0: at the the. There's actually a trailer online um, for the game, and oh, looks like a stealth even game. I mean. <laughs> Cool, <laughs> looks, looks fun. Um, and then uh, so we also hear that Mile High Comics is pulling out of San Diego Comic Con. The reason I added this is because Mile High Comics has been there for forty-four years. Like it's been there since the inception of Comic Con, and I remember watching. It was a it was a um documentary on Comic Con, and and Mile High was like the person to talk to about it. And they are leaving because of the cost of having a table is extravagant. Um, they had some other issues with, like, security. And they had another issue with, like, not getting their um, comics delivered to them. Like, they were supposed to get set up, like, on a Tuesday. And then, like, the people didn't come the next day. So, like, they were scrambling to get everything up. And, like, they have, like, the most comics out of anyone at the show. so. But the other thing is is that there's not they were saying that it's pretty much empty compared to the way it used to be for comics. Um and the entire place is actually lower in attendance because now all these different off-site companies are doing their own free conventions. Hmm. Like um, there's a Pokemon convention that happens the same week. There's a Game of Thrones convention. There's like all these off-site things that are happening at, in San Diego during that same week to to take people away from <laughs> from Comic Con. And I'm curious if this is going to be a shift in the paradigm of these of these quote unquote comic book conventions and as we've been calling them, pop culture conventions. Because, you know, I, I wish, you know, there's one you know, where I live, uh, near me in Buffalo, they keep it strictly comics. And I appreciate it. And I really wish that more of these places would start doing it. And I'm wondering if this is a, a tale of things to come that there will be a pop culture convention with your Doctor Who's and your Supernaturals and everything, but there's also going to be just
1: a Comic Con.
0: What do you think? I
1: think uh retrop tried this a few years ago and I'm not sure if it even happens anymore. Remember? You're right. They did their own uh it was like a couple of weeks before New York Comic Con, right? It was just uh kind of- it was over I think it was during it was the like summer. Zeros. No, it was like it was during the summer. It was still at, it was still at Javits, I believe. Um, okay. or maybe on one of the piers, but none of the, yeah, one of the piers actually, it was a smaller venue, but um, I don't even know if that's still in existence. Cause I haven't really heard anything about it. Uh, yeah. I uh, things about it. You're right. Unfortunately, I, I don't know, man. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, comic books have a great following and I'd much rather go to more intimate, uh, you know, event based around comics and, and not trying to like, swim my way through these crowds of other people. I mean, yeah, you know, going to New York Comic Con is exciting and, and being amongst yeah. everybody, but it's also a shit show. I mean, if, if you want to go and enjoy something that's very, like, dedicated to one 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 subtopic of geekdom, then, yeah, I mean, I I would agree that if they can afford to put these on and get them popular enough, then do it. You're right. Uh, we're seeing already, you know, the growth of all these these multi comic cons across the country in various cities. And they're just getting more and more popular. So the demand is there. So, uh, I, it's interesting to say that, uh, it's pulling attendance away from San Diego. Actually. When you say that. Yeah,
0: it's, uh, I mean, they, this mile high comic says they won't do it again. Like that's it. They're done. So I wonder if we'll see other people drop out. Who knows? Um, Moving on, we got some Star Wars news as always. <laughs> um, the Forces What's of that? Destiny premiered
1: yesterday. Did you watch it? it? Didn't premiere yesterday. It Premiered seven days ago. It did. Yeah, I watched the I missed- the because one the Ahsoka Padme episode came out yesterday uh, oh, or over the weekend. Um, there's five other episodes that premiered last week. I think one or two. I think every day it premiered. So I've watched every one. Everyone besides the Padme Ahsoka, and they, I mean they're they're fun. They're uh, they're they're definitely great for kids. Uh, but the you know I think it's uh, it's an interesting step for Lucasfilm, and I can see it being pretty popular with the uh, with the kids. Kids, or young girls. Game. Specifically, specifically young girls. But I, you know, what I don't really feel that it's super targeted towards that. Okay. I can feel that it could reach across to guys and girls alike, you know, and I, it's the toys are definitely aimed towards girls <clears throat> as you, as they're more much more like Barbie, like, uh, yeah, and weird team America looking things. But, um, uh, <clears throat> the animation's not great. I mean, animation's not great, it's, but it's, it's early flash animation. Yeah. It's very basic, but it's, uh, this, the stories they do are, are pretty cool. So I mean, I you know, check it out. They're only like a couple minutes long each, and I think it'll. I think it's just another great marketing tool for for Disney and Lucasfilm.
0: Okay, I'll I'll look then. Um, Dave Filoni uh, from Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars uh, tweeted out this exchange that got cut from season 2 of rebels but it's an exchange between Ahsoka and the Bendu where she talks to the Bendu about before she's going to meet with um uh Vader and he tells her you know you're going to die <laughs> and she's like oh I, I am and he's like well maybe <laughs> but good luck like it's all, you know, like, he doesn't really talk in necessarily direct statements. But I just thought that was really curious. Um And, you know, Dave Filoni doesn't really say much, it, you know, as far as, like, the, to the fans without, like, you know, having some some hidden meaning behind what he talks about. So, I don't know. What, what did you
1: think of that? Did you read that? I didn't. I saw the I saw the pictures. And I, you know, I've been my me and Geek News have not been uh, very caught up this week, unfortunately, with everything going on. But uh, I did see the picture of it. And, I mean, they they had ideas to sh- introduce the Bendu into the show before he was introduced. Is what we're saying, right? Or this was like a this is a flashback? Yeah, it's it's in the Bendu was in in the show, and I, but they would have shown it. As, he wasn't in it until after Ahsoka fought.
0: Right. So, yeah, like, um, he was like, you know, it didn't work mm. in season two. And so the bendu goes, You're set for a confrontation then. And she goes, I have to know the truth. He goes, So be it, but understand this much will change as a result of this encounter, including you. And she goes, Isn't that true of all things as time advances? And he goes, My dear, when I say change, I mean death. And she goes, So I will die. And he goes, will you? I didn't know that. <laughs> Goodbye then, Ahsoka Tano, former Jedi Knight. Interesting. It is interesting.
1: Uh, I mean, it's... It would have You would have had to, like, what? Introduce this character a little bit earlier in the season for it to make sense, or they're just like... She would have just shown up and been talking to this giant thing. Before. Which is probably why they cut it. Yeah. Because it, it literally makes no sense...
0: It does now. Like if they had a flashback and she comes back and then did
1: they put that scene in, you know, you know what I mean? I don't know, but I, I need to ask Aaron if that was in the Ahsoka book. She finished it. So I wonder mm-hmm. if it's like a little side thing that they added to, it. but that would have been more appropriate, I guess, if they would add to the book at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we had this discussion last night about like where they're going with the whole Jedi and gray Jedi thing. So, I mean, it's, I think, I think like the, if they really wanted to kind of explain this kind of stuff a little bit deeper, they could have started earlier in the show. So they make a little more like you and I talk about the show and how it's it's very convenient. It's very uh, you can kind of see where it's going, it's superficial. but superficial. Yeah, it's superficial. They could have laid a lot more roots of this whole gray Jedi thing if they wanted to build it up. Uh, it would have been a great medium for that, but you know, I, I regress. So. Hmm. And then uh,
0: finally, uh, we got to look at Woody Harrelson's Beckett character um, with Alden Ehrenreich on the set of the Han Solo movie. Um,
1: You mean in in Bespin?
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. It looks like it, it, I guess the picture was during the shooting time. And I would imagine when, uh, uh, Chris Lord and Phil Miller were still directing. Maybe they yes. leaked a photo to TMZ. I don't know. <laughs> but, Somebody did because I don't know how you get that.
1: Those well, photos, those are on set photos, right? Which makes Someone you think like thousands and thousands of dollars for those photos. And what else is coming? If this is if this is going to be the start of that, because I would love to see more leakage from that
0: show. From well, Bro, that's, that's, I mean, it's not like, I mean, what are you going to see? Like them like getting yelled at by Kathleen Kennedy? I mean, we're seeing behind the scenes of a movie. I, mean, like, I don't know, man.
1: I'd be like filming that shit on my, my camera phone secretly. <laughs> what, what was
0: it? Right. Yeah, they're, uh, I, so whatever. So he looks, you know, like a, a Star Wars character. I mean, <laughs> actually, he looks a little bit like Mal from Firefly, really. <laughs> With gray hair. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's uh you know, it's cool. I like Harrelson.
1: Hey, uh, I do too. I and mean, I'm much more excited to see him in war this, this month. <laughs> oh <laughs> the next week. This, this week Star Wars actually yeah.
0: Yeah. war for the Planet of the Apes is this week. Um Yeah. Alright, so that's it for Star Wars news. Uh let's take a let's take a little tiny break real quick. Real quick. Hi, I'm Chris and I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. One second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her! We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now! Alright. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him. It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of don't forget a Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right. We're back from those amazing commercials. We're going to talk a little bit of DC news. First up, Gotham by Gaslight is going to be coming to uh, DC animated. Um Curious, <laughs> is it? It's curious because again, we talked about this. Yeah. How many are they doing?
1: How many a year? Or what? yeah, period. How many a year? I mean, when is Gotham by Gaslight like, do out? Um,
0: next, next year. I don't know because so Batman and Harley Quinn comes out on August fifteenth. I feel like they're gonna get you know what I mean? Like they're gonna get at least one or two.
1: <laughs> well here's the thing. When you watch these movies and they and they introduce the next one, it's usually just storyboards and and voiceovers and stuff like that, which means the movie's down the line. Have they like I know they leaked that this was the next movie, but what like besides mentioning it, what else have they really shown? Which means is Batman and Harley really the last one for this year, or are they going to push this one at the end of the year? They could. I
0: think they're, they're going to put it at the end of the year. Um, they could.
1: Yeah, I, I think... Uh, yeah, I think they'll put it at the end of the year. We'll see. Or early 2018, depending. Right. True. They could. Um.
0: It's just that, like, I... F- I feel like with the time, you know, we've got months left, you know, <laughs> we do <laughs> yeah. four months. Do I, I think that or right, I'm actually surprised that we haven't seen a um, an announcement for a Wonder Woman animated movie.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, and I bet you they'll fast-track it now because
1: of the movie, but well, it's be um, tough. I mean that one holds the, the original one holds up period they just released the the uh the special edition one that you know the camera uh, I forget what even it is like it's been 10 years since that movie so it's like let's, let's ride that one out a little bit and make a new one but i mean the cool thing about gotham by gaslight is it's still it's just going to open up more and more elseworld tales to be yeah. animated which is i think what they need to do next because they've kind of shattered their their new fifty two world, so it's kind of it's time to kind of step away from that and you know, as they kind of plan to bring more of the rebirth era into these animated movies. Let's let's take a look at some older tales. And they haven't done a Justice League movie, have they? A new fifty two Justice League movie this year, right? No, not lately. I mean all everyone that involves like Damien in it is all in that same world. Like I know, but it's just that was like their big push. It was it's Justice League War, Justice League, Fate of Atlantis, or whatever. Throne of Atlantis, yeah. Throne
0: of Atlantis, yeah. and then like, and then that's it. Because then we got well, we did get that Elseworlds tale, um, Gods and Monsters, which is freaking amazing. I love that right. kind of one. Um, but yeah, that's just really curious. Like, it's like they just kind of like, eh, rebirth is out. Maybe we should. We should sit up aside for all the so I wouldn't be surprised if they announce a Justice League movie, animated movie at the top of the next year, especially with the the live action movie uh coming out this fall. Um that to me seems like a logical progression as well to to get over to that.
1: Well that's why I I'm kinda of surprised they didn't make one to correspond with the release of the movie somewhat, at least, you know, around yeah, the same. Yeah. Especially since it's a huge gap after Batman Harley, I, that's yep. yeah, it's, it's it's strange.
0: Yep. Um, but real quick, Gotham by Gaslight—he hunts down uh, Jack the Ripper, and it's written—or sorry, it's written by Brian Augustine, but it's art by Mike Magnolia and hmm. it's pretty freaking sweet. So check that out—the comic before you watch the movie. Um. Then uh, I just found this out: Batman and Harley. Um, After the animated movie, there's going to be a comic book series this fall that follows those. I think it's going to be a seven-part series. So milk that as long as you can. I guess. (laughs) Hey, you know what, though? It could be freaking awesome. like The Injustice comic, I haven't kept up on it because it's like, what, eight years running or something like that? But yeah. I, I did start reading part of it, and I'll tell you what, that comic's fucking great, and I understand why it's going on for eight years. <laughs> I know it's great. So, the reason why it's great what comes from this.
1: What? Yeah. The animated. It's, it's like, this is like, that's like apples and oranges, my friend. It I is. It's that.
0: different, but I like Tim. Uh, who is it?
1: Bruce.
0: Yeah, Bruce Tim. Bruce, Bruce Tim. So. You know what I mean, and I liked the animated series comic, um, so
1: I thought that that was interesting. Is Paul oh, Dini writing this Batman Harley comic? No, he's not. Okay, that's, <laughs> I don't even know why we're talking about it. <laughs> I did
0: want to say because I don't watch that DC superhero girl show, um, but I bought my niece. Uh, some stuff from it, and they and I bought a couple comic books for her, and I thought it was really interesting. Like Etrigan, the Demon, is like a professor, <laughs> <laughs> like, and he talks in all you know rhymes. And the principal, I can't remember who the principal was, but like Blue Beetles there, <laughs> Cyborg's there. It's it's so like everybody's in it. Green Lantern. There's just like Steve Steve. Um, What's his name? Uh-huh. Steve Trevor is like uh he works at like a cupcake shop. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a really weird Elseworlds thing, Um, but it's kind of cool. I was, you know, I was reading her the issues and like they've got a lot of side characters too, like that you wouldn't normally see. And Miss Martian, you know, as a teenager, like it's just it's really different, <laughs> but kind of cool at the same time. So. Worth checking well, out if you got young girl or young kids.
1: Not even girls, just young kids. It's kind of neat. Well, I'm going to just say my piece is that uh, you need to be watching either Teen Titans Go, <laughs> this right? But you personally, or you need to go do yourself a favor, and watch Young Justice. Because, uh, right. I will do both at some point. You
0: both, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, all right, next up, we got Sean Gordon Murphy is doing Batman White Knight. And the curious thing about it is, uh, it's going to be the Joker is cured of his um, kind of like mental illnesses and realizes that Batman is a complete psychopath who's terrorizing <laughs> Gotham.
1: So,
0: pretty cool premise um, for the comic and love pretty much everything that uh Shaw Gordon Murphy does, so this this is gonna be this is gonna be one to get this
1: fall. I agree. I've been waiting I've been waiting for this announcement. Um to see what it was exactly gonna be. So uh it's ex- it's exciting. I mean I love Murphy's art and Great. it it always has a lot of life to it. Uh so that sounds like a really cool concept. <laughs> is it it's a mini series?
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It should be fun. Um, you, can you tell me this one? I'm assuming you're talking about Arrow.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, the TV world. I mean, there's been some, it has been actually a lot of talking in the TV world right now, but we won't go into it too much. But the biggest point, uh, the biggest snippet of news here is that uh, Menu Bennett has been moved up to a series regular again for <laughs> season six. Season nice. Six, right. And, um, I mean, we've been wanting, wanting, and I mean, they, <laughs> they threw him in that hole for a few seasons with, well, DC was trying to get on track for what they were going to do, but now they're like, oh, well, here's our sandbox, so play with within it however you want, because fans love it. So um, yeah, his return last season <clears throat> was one of the greatest things that happened across the Arrowverse. I mean, that and- whole season is, the, it, it was the best season of all those television shows. I'm sorry. It just was. The Aeroverse shows, yes, absolutely. the Arrow show, the Aero. absolutely, Arrow. <laughs> absolutely. The, it was, I mean, it had to be. It was the worst the season before, yeah, really not going anywhere for for a long time, and they just kicked it up a few notches and and just did a lot of fan service and really, uh, what you know, now they don't want to do these flashbacks anymore, so it was a nice kind of uh, full circle to season one, so. Expanding out of this, they've also announced another return of a season one character, and I'm not sure who else they really have left to bring back, but um, we'll see. We'll see what I wouldn't of- be surprised if it's Shadow.
0: Could be, um, like in some—I mean, obviously, some weird way that they would do it. Um, Roy uh, uh, is Roy season one though. I think he's season two. He didn't show up at all in the first season. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Because season two is like the other best season,
1: and that that was including him, um, right? Because his whole fallout came from the the destruction of uh, the narrow or the gates. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever section of whatever DC city we're in. Um, yeah. So uh...
0: no, Manu Bennett, that's that's great, that's fantastic, and I I know that we're gonna get a lot more TV news come Comic Con because that's when they. Oh yeah. When well, that's when they throw it, you know, there's only a month or two before these premieres, um, maybe two or three months, rather, uh, before the premieres. But, you know, usually Flash is one of the big ones to give you spoilers early, which I don't understand why. But they're always like, yep, Grad's coming. This guy's coming. Oh, I'll tell you what I did see. I didn't write it down. I just saw a behind-the-scenes picture from Kevin Smith's uh, Instagram where he was on set of Supergirl again, so nice. not that that doesn't surprise me.
1: That um, man just should stay on those sets. Just continue. To he like should. He this needs- should be his his.
0: That's end of his career. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he's not an old guy, but he's doing a good job, and they obviously like him. He hasn't done Arrow yet, um, hmm. and I think it's because I haven't caught up on his podcast in a while. But I remember him saying he hadn't watched Arrow. Um, where his, he started to watch the flash, got addicted to it, then started watching, you know, Supergirl. Um, so they, they brought him over there. So yeah, it's going to be, and he had Andrew Kreisberg on the show, which obviously helps. (laughs) Um, so we'll see, we'll see what he does next. Uh, all right. So we're going to talk about Marvel. Um, it looks like, Uh, Two characters have been added to Luke Cage Season 2. We have Nightshade, um, played by Gabrielle Dennis, and Bushmaster, played by Mustafa Shakir. I don't read Luke Cage comics. I don't know either one of those characters, but I'm glad that they're moving some things in Luke Cage Season 2 because I love that
1: show. I've heard of those characters, but not familiar with them. So, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Let's, Let's do it. Yep. When does yep. that do out next year? Who knows? Honestly,
0: I would assume next year if they're already casting. But like, like late we know next year We know that Jessica Jones season two is next year. We mm-hmm. know that it, probably Luke Cage season two is next year. And then, Punisher? huh? <laughs> when is Punisher heading? Punisher is this year. Punisher's is it November? Definitely? Is it I, November? That's gonna be. I bet you anything at Comic Con they'll officially announce it. Um, and then we have probably Daredevil Season 3 next year as well. So I, I I would imagine it makes sense to me. And it also makes sense if Iron Fist shows up in all three of those shows so that Iron Fist Season 2 is in 2019 and it's actually good.
1: <laughs> we can only hope. We can only hope. All Take right. your time and... Make it good. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: that's what I'm saying. Give me that extra year of actually going to Conlon and give me a, a, a tournament of, of the... What, you know, whatever. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, um, New Mutants uh, starts filming tomorrow, uh, which is good. So we already saw last podcast, we talked about how uh, Dark Phoenix is filming. Now we got New Mutants filming. Uh, Deadpool 2 is filming. And that's it, right? For those guys? I think that's it. I feel like there was like another one, but maybe not. So yeah, that's, that's Fox going full steam ahead with three big-ass movies in production. That's pretty crazy. Um, it that's is. That's exciting. It's very exciting. I mean... Three at one time? Marvel's not doing that,
1: man. Neither is yeah. DC. I mean, Fox, Fox has hit its stride. Uh, yeah. It. So I mean, if they can build momentum... They can they can push out another great season of Legion. Make uh the gifted good. I'm I'm looking forward to that show. I mean, looks like shit. Go on, whatever. (laughs) Looks looks better than most things that are on TV. (laughs) It looks better than the next thing we're gonna talk about, but still, (laughs) what is that? Uh. See exactly. Um. So I mean, (laughs) listen. I mean, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna put it down until I watch it, and. Okay,
0: um, so the next thing is I I saw the Inhumans trailer at Spider Man Homecoming in IMAX 3D. They didn't play it no, on mine. They only played two trailers. They played that and they played Dunkirk, and I that was it. It. And maybe one other minutes. one. Really? <laughs> oh,
1: that's a shit.
0: <laughs> it was Except weird. Because, one. Oh oh, in IMAX.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, it was,
1: we'll see it was that like one. I've never even seen this Valerian trailer. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack for a second. You know what? People are still talking like they have no idea what this movie is. Which I it's kind of just it's kind of bothersome that this movie's coming out in a couple of weeks. Miss these big films, and what is being heralded as a great film may get you know drowned out by these other these major movies. Why would they put? Why would they even release this movie? In, um, like, well, war is out or. Spider Man is out, or you know, what are you trying to do? You know, this would be in the early winter or late or fall, you know. But actually, we're
0: gonna get super sidetracked right now, um, off of the Marvel news. I'm sorry, I'll push, I'll push I, it, mate. I don't know what else is coming out in August because right now, the only thing that I can think of is the first weekend in August is the Dark Tower, and then <laughs> that's it, like Annabelle okay um you know there's a there's that other uh starship Troopers movie, you know, obviously I want to see that, but like honestly, but that's a very select event that's a very select event like every everything else, like the biggest movie of August that I can see and I'm looking through the list right now is Dark Tower, and that looks like complete fucking garbage, Ugh. so it's like I don't know why Valerian didn't come out in august any any weekend pretty much other than the dark tower weekend, throw it at the end of August and it probably would have been huge. So you're right. It's going to be kind of scary that it might get lost um, amongst these other movies, but it is getting good reviews. I do like Luke Besson. I'm excited to see him do a huge big budget um, movie again, you know, uh, especially a sci-fi movie. So, um, And I don't know if it's in IMAX because I remember seeing it say real 3D. So it is in IMAX. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's in IMAX either. I'm just saying it's like a real 3D. I've heard it's a it's see it in 3D. Like don't go see it normal. Like if you're gonna see it, go see it in 3D. So anywho, um, I don't know how we got lost in that conversation, but oh, I was talking about Inhumans. Inhumans look better in IMAX. Um, It still doesn't look great, but. At least the scope of it, because it was shot in IMAX, was there, and that was kind of cool. But because they're clearly shooting on sets, and I understand that when you're in space, you can't shoot in fucking space unless you're... Well, I guess some people do. Alfonso Cuaron, Ron Howard and stuff. But anyway, uh, (laughs) just saying. It looks better, but it doesn't look good. Um, The other thing I want to talk about Marvel-wise before we do Spider-Man is... They did show uh, comicbook.com had everything that's coming to Marvel Legacy, including all the creative teams and all the renumbering. Um, which, to be honest with you, is is really fucking annoying. Like that, the Incredible Hulk is going to like seven hundred nine, and I I get it. They they did it with with DC, but the difference is is that the first Iron Man comic came out in in 1968 and it's called Iron Man. It was never called Invincible Iron Man until 2008. So like now it's like, okay, I'm going and reading Invincible Iron Man. It's number 593, but that's not Iron Man. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. Like DC did it and just say, this is Iron Man. This is Hulk. This is Spider-Man. And because Marvel has so many fucking titles with the same thing, here we are and yet again i'm all jacked up with where i'm supposed to read what i'm supposed to do x-men gold x-men blue jim lee's not writing it <laughs> so i don't know what the hell's happening <laughs> i have a suggestion
1: don't, don't read. read it <laughs> don't believe the hype um i don't know man i it's funny like I, I i've been going on the facebook groups for comics and listening to these fanboys fight back and forth but then all of a sudden. In the middle of the conversation, <laughs> it'll be like, just go read Valiant Comics. <laughs> they have, you wrote that or something? No, so other people write this yeah. stuff. It's like, yeah. you know what? Just go do yourself a favor and go read Valiant Comics, and I'll just like it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, listen, <clears throat> these big two publishers are going to try to reinvent themselves every every five minutes. Um, you know what? And this time, DC did a good job with it before they did not um, so no matter what, we're always going to find something with these these powerhouses that we don't like as they try to just reinvent the wheel. So is it a good idea to go back to the original numbering and never touch it again? Maybe. And never touch you know, it again? It never touch it again, which they will. But, I mean, I would rather see this happen and stay steady than all this Marvel Now bullshit. Because, yeah. you know what, you do have this huge convoluted... Shit show right now going on with all your different characters, like five different Thors and X number of I Iron Man and stuff. So bring it back of X Men of X of Wolverines. Yeah, there's I mean, a cover with Docin and X twenty three. You have tons of tons of X Men comics. I mean, I'm happy to see X Men back at the forefront of the right. Marvel universe again, but um, it's just listen. Sometimes it's just, I don't know how people can even afford to go out and buy as many comics as they do, like as they want you to read. So I, I, I'm not surprised when we're like, oh, we're cutting 20 titles here. It's just, but all of a sudden, amidst those like 20 titles, you have like a great title that, that is actually well written and it's getting cut because uh, it's, it gets lost. So it doesn't right. make much sense to me either on either side of the fence. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, finally, Spider-Man: Homecoming. So, spoiler alerts. We're gonna go into it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna get all webby with it.
1: You want to go? Let's go. Let's do it. Ooh. No, you you lead this one, spider Spider guy. So, uh, we. I, I your- saw it. I just saw it last night. Okay, so yours is a little fresher. I saw it
0: Thursday night at the premiere. Um, we're shooting this on. We're recording this on Monday, the tenth. Um, I. Had a talk on Gourmet Scum Radio. You can listen to uh, my cousin and I had a nice long conversation on that podcast about it. But we're both of the conclusion that it is hands down the best Spider-Man movie. Um, mm-hmm. Agreed. Huh? Agreed. Okay. By it's, far. By far. And I love. I, I actually do love both those amazing Spider-Man movies. And those to me actually so far have stayed a little consistent, whereas the the Raimi Spider-Mans have, have gone down more um as far as like time goes and, and when I think about the character. I mean they came out at a time when there wasn't a lot of superhero movies. So they got lifted to such a high level because Spider Man is the biggest um you know Marvel hero and seeing him on the big screen for the first time i think people really really elevate those movies to a a standard which is kind of impossible you know what i mean batman had is the only other character that's had so many movies um where he's been reinvented multiple times in comparison and i guess a little bit superman but um you know there's people who will always say that Keaton is like their Batman. I'm one of those people. He is. He was my first one. And I think he just so far has achieved it. I do think that uh, Ben Affleck has the ability to take over because the two times that we've seen him, he's been pretty badass. Um, Anywho, as far as Spider-Man goes, uh, Tobey Maguire, I think he's a pretty good Peter Parker, but he was like 30 already playing that role. I think Andrew Garfield was a, a pretty good Spider Man, um, the times that they did let him, you know, make some one liners and stuff. But this kid, Tom Hyland, is both. He is the best Peter Parker and the best Spider Man. And when he starts going off and just, you know, saying all these funny ass lines, which is like he is in the comics, failing as a superhero multiple times, which he does. And then on top of it, having to deal with. His classes, his girlfriend, his aunt—which they never call her Aunt May—that's a minor nitpick to me. (laughs) But he, this is it. Like this is this is my Spider-Man. This is this is finally I can fully say this is everything that I wanted out of Spider-Man on screen.
1: Absolutely. I mean, Marvel Studios had total control over that movie. Uh, Like when it opens. With the Sony and the Columbia uh, logos, and then it goes into the movie. I, I almost barfed. I was like, "No, get that fucking logo off!" Of but me. it's yeah. but it doesn't. This is what I'm saying. It's like if they put it up, and then they start the movie in an ingenious, in an ingenious way as well. I mean, it's like just starting the movie with with Michael Keaton and just establishing that character right away was awesome. In, um, the Cinematic universe, yes. And then they drop. The Marvel Studios logo yes. after, like, that's like, they're like, here, we own this shit. Um, this is our Nuts dropping on yes. Amy Pascal and
0: Avia Rod and yes. I can't remember the other guy, Tim something, on your fucking foreheads. This is Kevin Feige saying, I own this shit.
1: Yeah. Uh, just, a, I mean, put it. let me put it this way. When you can take a character like the vulture and make him the best. Cool. Marvel villain yet in that universe almost like (laughs) it's just like it's amazing because you you think about the scale of of spider-man i mean listen it's like with batman and his rogues he does have i probably like some of the more interesting villains because it's such a stable, and they all have like such different you know quirks and and different powers about them and that it works so well and that's why it, it it was tough to see like these villains exist outside of the Marvel Studios universe when they could be using them so well. I mean, they're like, I mean, to be honest, they're like B level villains, but you're like elevating them to this new, uh, this new height, especially when you're like, all right, well, you know, the vulture is on, on, on terms with, you know, Iron Man because it's technology and, and it's so relative to, uh, to make him like a, you know, a threat. So, I thought that was, that was one of the most amazing things about that movie. Yeah. The fact
0: that it was like, so in intricated, I, I can't even think of the word right now. I'm getting so excited. Like just inundated, inundated <laughs> entrenched, whatever into the, the Marvel cinematic universe, like the use of the Shatari technology, throwbacks to the Avengers, even though they fucked up on the timeline. And I can't wait for somebody to come out and apologize. Did you notice that it said eight years later? and it's like no that doesn't that would make us in 2020 so that's impossible it needs to
1: be 4 years later <laughs> the other weird thing was um when they sh- when they went up state to the avengers facility which was actually finished before the end of cap 2 and that's right, right no yes they were they assembled the avengers at the end of uh the new avengers at the end of age uh, of cap Age of Ultron, right? Age of Ultron. Um, so it was already in play. Yes, yeah, sorry, Age of Ultron. It was actually in play before before Captain America: Civil War. And all of a sudden, they're showing like the events of Civil War, which is prior to Spider Man. And he goes upstate, and they're like finishing the building. I mean, well, that's. I a, didn't think about that. You're right. Isn't that? That's kind of weird. Unless they were refixing it. Well, they could have just been remodeling (laughs) well no they could have just like
0: we saw one small section of this fucking facility you know what i mean like maybe the the rest of the facility wasn't fixed or whatever
1: i'll try to maybe the fucking Ant man battle was much more (laughs) much worse than we thought it
0: was yeah that was super hilarious though um soundtrack was great michael Giacchino Mm. doing the score was awesome but all the 80s ramones like uh the english beat <laughs> like i was like what like the so like i understand like i didn't think of it as a as a john hughes movie whereas a lot of people are like oh it's john hughes and k harley wade and i was like well because it's in high school and the music's really good like that's the comparison i can yeah
1: say. i mean they borrow elements from you know they want you to f- get that feel. Feeling. yeah but, I mean, um, which I, which you get. Listen, it's definitely like a teen angst movie, and yeah, but like it was. Uh, I thought that that aspect of the movie was something that they did so well. Mm-hmm. And I love the the
0: MJ yeah. throw at the end, which was cool because I've seen that girl and she's very attractive, and they mm-hmm. totally made her, <laughs> you know, very downplayed. And I liked her character. I thought she was super funny. And it was funny that she's also like stalking Peter Parker. Like, she's everywhere he is.
1: <laughs> at the at the homecoming, she like licks him off. Yeah, yeah, that was super funny. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, I like. I, I also think it's it's interesting that they they give her the name Michelle, uh, but it's it's a new take on the character. So that you know, these these fanboys who are get overexcited sometimes uh, about changes don't have much to stand on. You know, it's like they got angry about the change in flash. They get angry about everything. It's like, listen, just let them do what they're going to do without being an asshole about it. Right. You're saying this flash, like flash Thompson. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he he was dead death death threats from people. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Ugh. Yeah.
0: I mean, I thought that the side characters were good. Um, I liked that we saw Shocker. Mm-hmm. I liked we got a reference to Scorpion. I thought that that was nice. Um, we got more than that reference. So we got... He's he's in the after credits scene. No, I know, but I'm saying like... Yeah, I, yeah a tease that we're going to be seeing the Scorpion. Oh, yeah. I, I feel... I don't know. So, so here's what Kevin Feige said. He said that the events of Infinity War will directly be dealt with in Spider-Man Homecoming 2 or whatever it ends up being called. So we're going to see Tom Holland again in Infinity War, and then when we see the next movie, whatever happened in that huge battle chaos is going to be brought on his shoulders. That's going to be very interesting um, because that he also is not calling it... He said it begins the next wave He's also not calling it phase. Yeah. So well, we could be seeing some crazy shit in this next Spider-Man movie.
1: Well, the thing is is that once once we get past the next phase, it's really the end of these phases if you're going to start eliminating the the major characters you've built up for the last decade. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's talk that like Peter Parker is is the next representation of Iron Man in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like like but I guess we can look at the whole legacy work but they're going to hand over the reins or you know characters are going to have to die or disappear into like a you know into a different a different world so they can do secret wars down the <laughs> down the line you know so there's lots of a that's there's lots of different ideas but there will be a new status quo once once these next avenger movies are over and it's going to it'll change everything i mean and it makes sense like because it would be interesting to see Tom Holland take over, you know, that side of uh, the leadership or the, you know, the funny side of things in this, in this universe. I don't think he'll, but he's not a leader. You know what I mean? Not yet. I don't,
0: uh, you got, you got so plenty of other people who can. So shitty. <laughs> like, um, so we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, um, they're
1: going to have to use they're going to have to use this popularity of Spider Man in the first place to build that up. So I mean, you're saying he's the most recognizable character in the world. I mean, he's here. So how do you you're going to put him in the forefront? You know? Yeah, you are going to put him in the forefront. I mean,
0: I just think like that next movie is going to have more people in it. You know, it, Tony. I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's going to die, but I think he's going to get. Like Professor Axt, I think he's gonna get like his legs ripped in. you know what I mean. Like I don't know what's gonna happen to this dude, but he he'll be there. I don't think Robert Downey Jr. is going, but I don't think he will be Iron Man after that no. after that movie. And he'll just gonna, be a mentor and he'll be around.
1: Um, Captain America, got at least two replacements That's, waiting. You know exactly what's gonna happen. They're gonna do exactly to Tony Stark what they did in the comics, where it's just gonna be his voice. And it's either he's gonna be the voice inside that Spider-Man suit, mm. or, or somebody else is the new Iron Man. But I don't think they're going new Iron Man. I think that oh, I think Iron Man's done for a yeah. while. I think that he's gonna end up being the voice inside the Spider-Man suit, if anything, or yeah, like the Jarvis. new Jarvis. You know, You're right? That's that would be the best bet. Like, oh, I can record my lines whenever. Okay, I'll, right. still, I'll still stick I'll, around. Give me another twelve million dollars or whatever it costs to record your voice. Basically, um, I don't think we're going to see these
0: stars past this. So. I mean, it was it was really awesome to see Pepper. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, are they gonna <laughs> If he's getting married, you know what I mean? That will probably get continued in Iron in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. I bet you they would. I bet you they'd have that wedding, and then Thanos comes down and destroys
1: everybody. <laughs> Sounds like
0: Fantastic Four too. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was it was uh. It was, a re- it was just a really fun movie. I really want to see it again. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right, Michael Keaton. I mean, like, kudos to that guy, man. Like, he's still going strong. Um, I got to see him last year. The guy is a mile a minute. Like, he is not slowing down. Like, he was just telling stories left and right, talking about Beetlejuice, talking about Mr. Mom. I mean, the guy was fucking awesome um, when I saw him talk here in Rochester. So, you know, they got a, they got a really good thing and I hope they keep him through these, you know what I mean? Next, next one, maybe we'll see, uh, almost a mini sinister six.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. The, the fact that they didn't kill him off is one of the best things. I mean, it also shows the heroism of, of Spider-Man in the movie. So when that end credit scene happens and he doesn't give him the identity, What does that mean? I mean, I know Aaron's like, well, you know, the cartoon I've been watching, he like vulture like goes back and forth, you know, between being good and bad. I don't know, like if it's, if that's the case or like, I I don't know, because it's like he saved his life. So like, what is, what are your thoughts on that? Or is he just going to keep that close to himself that. I think he's going to keep it close to himself. I think he saved his daughter.
0: He saved his daughter and he saved his life. You know what I mean? Um, and it was awesome that he picked himself up out of that rubble, that Ditko uh, panels, where he like worked himself up. I also loved to see that that split with the mask in the water. I was like, yeah. huh? the Spider Tracer, like the fucking, uh, just I don't know. I was like, there is there is Alex Ross climbing. You guys can't see this. i been doing climbing things on camera, uh, but just like I I was seeing like full covers come to life in this comic that made me flip out like if you were a spider-man fan like you saw some some spider-man shit using the spider-man theme through the credits that michael giacchino did (laughs) awesome (laughs) it was just i mean it was super great but um did you get the uh
1: let me ask you did you get the spider-man intro to the imax countdown yes you get the- yep yep
0: yeah that was really cool too yeah that was really cool that definitely set the mood um i also got totally backtracking i also got the black panther trailer i forgot about that oh. and it was fucking awesome in imax <laughs> Man,
1: that's so weird yeah
0: it was just like super bright super crazy just awesome i was like woof they were gonna kill it like kevin feige like, I'm sorry, but give like if I was Sony, and that was what one of my friends said when we were leaving, he was like, I was Sony. Just just say, do whatever the hell you want to do. Especially this is the biggest. So uh this is the biggest opening of a solo Marvel character. Period. This is it. The biggest one in the MCU, this movie. 117 million. Um, it is the second biggest Spider-Man opening right behind Spider-Man 3, which after Spider-Man 2 That makes sense. Um, And then, worldwide, it's already at like $257 million. I'm sorry, but Sony, you haven't had a hit like this since... Fuck, I don't even remember the last time you guys were making this kind of money. So, I'm sorry. Tell Kevin Feige, go, listen, he's your guy. We'll put our producer credit on it. We'll fund these movies however you... But you do whatever the fuck you want. And we'll let you keep Spider-Man because... Putting him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the best thing that has happened in
1: cinema in a really long time, <laughs> as far as comic book cinema goes. Well, hopefully, like everybody else, takes note uh, that sharing sharing these characters is a good idea. Uh, so, the the thing you just said about that is it, it's very important because remember how it was very back and forth. They're like, all right, get, there's only going to be two two movies that you know Spider Man is in with relation to marvel studios and there was a little bit there was a trilogy and now it's now it's like oh well you know what this spider-man's gonna be in five movies so i mean they're just kind of like trickling it out there and eventually it's just gonna be like yep there there's no end to this relationship because there shouldn't be no there shouldn't be i mean and if i was
0: sony i would be going okay how do we get venom in your shit how do we get how do we get the entire rogues gallery of Spider-Man mixed in with your shit? We are no longer doing separate universe stuff. I'm sorry. We're not doing it. We're going to say like, what do you need us to do for you guys to start doing some crazy ass shit? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like yep. it, it, throw, throw him in infinity war part two. I don't care. Throw someone, you know, like they better make that symbiote. He better be up there <laughs> and he better be going down. They better be a mix If I saw uh, Venom um, show up in like a weird war movie with like War Machine or I don't don't know what the hell we're going to see. But all I'm saying is it's exciting times um, for us Marvel uh, comic book fans, you know, so they, they really did do a great job and I can nitpick on the timeline and the not saying Aunt May and, and stuff like that. But really those are just me sitting in my basement, like nerd raging because they're stupid quips that don't need to be brought up. That's right. No spider sense. Yeah. So I, w- <laughs> I was thinking about that actually last night. I was like, eh, you know, he doesn't really need to say my spider sense is tingling. I guess it probably would be cool you know, kind of like a daredevil thing, where like you know that something's coming at you, but like I also, you know, like I I do really love in the Raimi movie where they like slow down uh, time. But do, you know, did do they do Spider Sense in Amazing Spider Man movies? Because I don't think they did. We'd have to go
1: back and look. I don't. I don't remember I it being like a did. point of contention that they didn't do it. No, I'm and sure obviously they... No one said anything in this one. All right. No, now, people have said it. They've.
0: There's like they'll, they'll say everything.
1: But I mean, there's there's ways to do it. There's also ways to bring it in later. So, I mean, it's not like it, it can happen. The fact that the whole suit, the whole Iron Man suit idea with like Jennifer Connelly and that was hilarious. And it's like, it's very different. I mean, it's closer to like but Iron Spider, like sure. Civil War time. But I mean, it's like, it's a cool, that was a really cool concept to just kind of throw that all in there, so. What about Jennifer Connelly? Jennifer Connelly. That was the voice of the suit. It was? Remember how they're like, oh yeah, Jennifer Connelly has a mystery role in the, in the, in the movie. No,
0: I didn't
1: remember not, that. When is going to be in it now, which is kind of just leaked out a couple, like a little while ago. And then, like, yeah, Jennifer Connelly's in it. And like, what? Jennifer Connelly's in the movie? We, we spoke about this the last time. And they're okay, joking okay. how they're going to bring back Betty and. Okay. okay. <laughs> from, from the, well, know, I... Combat. Okay. But yeah, But yeah, Jennifer Connelly is the voice of the suit. Okay, I got you.
0: Well, I'd say this is a good point to, to end. Go see Spider-Man, if you haven't seen it, since we just spoiled it. Uh, now, can,
1: it made you want to go see it even more. Right. Where can you find us? Uh, we're on the internet. It's called don'tforgetatowel.com. Uh, it's, it's the only place to travel geekly, from what I've heard. I, it
0: is I did want to say this real quick is that uh, we've been talking about it. we're nearing our five year anniversary um, at the end of the month we are working and I'm, we're gonna really try to hit that mark but we're working on a new site redesign a new logo uh, streamlining a lot of things we're really happy for all of you guys who listen who come to the site on a daily basis um, thank you I mean because we would not be here doing this if it wasn't for you guys so we're we're trying to trying to revamp we haven't revamped the site in a few years and um we think it's time so we're um you know we got some things planned as far as that goes and uh some behind the scenes shit but we just wanted to let you know thank you for supporting us for the last five years the podcast isn't five years old but um just if you come to don't forget a Towel, thank you very much you towel lights um if you're listening to us on itunes Rate and review us, share us, please. Uh, Stitcher, if you're Android users, and um, that's all I got. Me too. All right, this is Casey saying, "Get get thwippy with it."
1: In my spider sense, it's tingling. Bye.